you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. labor day does not mark the end of summer i don't care what anyone says we have till the end of september to enjoy to frolic out here in the northeast we usually get at least a little bit of indian summer and i am counting on it Because this summer has really, I mean, I say this every year, but it has truly flown by and there's never enough beach time and I hope you guys are well. How are things going? I am super busy over here. We've got a lot of installations, a lot of big projects to wrap up before I leave on maternity leave. And um, so, yeah, you know, the exciting thing is that I also want to wrap up my own house a little bit, get the nursery complete, get things feeling just a little bit more comfortable for my family. And it's hard to know what to prioritize before you go away for a, an extended period of time. So, everything feels so urgent. And also, I'm so big that, you know, you really have to prioritize. You have to prioritize. But one thing I'm definitely prioritizing is this podcast. I love interacting with you each week. Now, this is one of the last weeks you can get in your question for me so I can answer it while I'm away. So go ahead, guys. Send in those questions. You'll want to send them to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. You go there. You fill out a quick form. Your question comes right to me, and I'll do my best to get it answered before I leave on maternity leave at the end of the month. Well, without further ado, let me dig into our current mailbag and see what's rolling around. My question is coming from Karen in Wamplers Lake, Michigan. I love the lakes in Michigan and Minnesota. They're both beautiful. But um, yeah, there's nothing quite like a lake. I like just floating, tubing, relaxing, so nice. And then pontoons, because I do get very seasick. Anybody else get seasick? Uh, When we were in the Cape, we went on a whaling tour, which is basically a four-hour boat cruise in the middle. Well, not the middle. Oh my gosh. Definitely not the middle. Out in the Atlantic. And it was really rough. 
do not be eight and a half months pregnant, prone to seasickness, and go on a whaling tour for four hours. I mean, I had taken two Dramamine and still I spent three of the four hours vomiting violently. Um, and while everybody else watched the whales, in the back of the boat was a whale. That's me hugely pregnant, just barfing in, I think I used up like 10 barf bags. I didn't even have anything in my stomach, but anyway, sorry. Is this, is this TMI? You guys should be aware that, you know, sometimes I, I go there, but it wasn't my best choice. Luckily for me, my entire family besides me really enjoyed the whaling tour and got to see lots of fun, exciting things. And I got to watch their videos on their phones afterwards. So I guess it worked out for everyone. Anyway, Karen is writing with a question and I better dig right in. She writes, what is the best way to brighten up and update your space without painting the original tongue and groove paneling? This house was in my family from 1935 to the 80s and my husband and I recently bought it. However, the family is deeply tied to the wood and is against me whitewashing it. I'm finding it hard to figure out where to start when brightening up the place and the bedrooms are very small upstairs. So if you want to see Karen's pictures, you'll just go to Affordable Interior Design's YouTube channel and there you can see them. This looks like an amazing place. It looks so serene. It's right on the water. Karen, it's just what an escape. But the thing you cannot escape from is this wood paneling. It is on the ceiling. It is on every wall. It is really overwhelming. It follows you upstairs. It's it's just a lot. And even with the trim being the wood tone, it's... Uh, a problem. So I feel sad for you that your family is so anti you doing anything with it because it's really overwhelmingly woody. Uh, now, there's a few things that immediately come to mind. The first is adding drapery. So adding drapery to these windows will not only give you a beautiful blackout function for vacationing. I love blackout when I'm vacationing because I want to sleep as late as I want to sleep. I don't want any light coming through. And so that will certainly help with that. And then it will add a splash of color and texture to the walls that you can't get through paint. It will also allow you to take up these horrible slatted Venetian blinds that just look very dated and should go because you can easily pull the drapes. Now in rooms like the family room, the living room, you could make these drapes more translucent so that they offer privacy without being the blackout. But in those small bedrooms, I would definitely do the blackout drapes and then you wouldn't even necessarily need blinds, but get rid of these horrible 80s-tastic ones, that's for sure. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do in a room where we have so much wood is I would eliminate wood furniture. You have a lot of furniture in this space that's the same color as the wood, and that's exacerbating the problem. So this big hutch in the entryway, the dresser in the bedroom, the end table in the family room, the nightstand in the bedroom, the mirror in the bedroom – are all a very similar wood tone, and it is really compounding the problem. So as you're adding in new furniture pieces, as you are, you know, decorating the space, I would avoid anything that is this wood tone 
And I wouldn't void anything that is brown, like upholstery, because it's just going to add more problem to the problem. So you'll also want to think about what colors might help to offset the brown. As we can see here, the brown is like a warm walnut tone. And um, what we'd want to do is maybe cool this down because it is very warm and very pervasive. So we could go with some blues, some greens, some teals, all which feel right at home in a lake house. And then if we wanted to add a little bit of warm touch with our 60-30-10 color palette, I would do so with a color that does not mimic brown in any way. So I would avoid orange. I would avoid brown. I think you could do like a fun sun yellow or even pops of a tomato red, right? But I'm kind of thinking yellow with some blues and greens would be the way to go for this color palette to really help neutralize the uh, wood tone. The other thing you might think about is breaking up this paneling with some artwork because right now you just have so many walls exposed and the more we can cover up these walls with things that aren't paint, the better. So some large canvas pieces or just large pieces in general, maybe a gallery wall of your family so they feel right at home and they have no idea that you're masking this paneling because the only thing they love more than the paneling is each other. So seeing a lot of pictures of each other might help them to kind of uh, not miss the paneling so much. But these would be a few ideas that I think would make a huge difference. So congrats on your beautiful new lake house, but definitely get going on some of these solutions. And if you can't, say, move something like the hutch in this entryway, or if you find that when you do move it, that the paneling is a different color due to the age and sunlight that's been washing over this wall, what I might consider doing instead is painting the hutch or painting the dresser because you don't want to see sort of sun-bleached wood and have that be the new problem, two tones of wood on the same wall and we can't paint it so we can't fix it. So instead, paint the wood furniture and leave it right where it is if there is going to be that demarcation. All right, lots to think about, Karen. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class 
today. Karen's all done with her question, and now we're ready for Jade. Jade is writing from Austin, Texas. So Jade, let's dig in and see what's going on. You ask, what can I add to the dining room and living room, such as decorative mirrors on the wall and or colorful rugs to make the space more visually appealing? All right, Jade. Well, let's dig in. Let's look at these pictures here that you've shared. Guys, if you want to see Jade's pictures, if you just want to see pictures from previous shows, head over to our YouTube channel, Affordable Interior Design. Okay. So Jade, you're wanting to know how to just kind of jazz up this room, it sounds like, just in general. So let's talk about the room first. So the room has beautiful high vaulted ceilings. It is kind of a family room or living room, as you call it, that flows into this dining room. It's sort of an L shape, and the walls are painted kind of a gray baby blue. Um, so like a steely baby blue. It also opens up into the kitchen, which has white cabinets and appears to have like beige walls. So one thing I would think about is first, whenever I'm like trying to anchor it with some accents and things, when I'm ready for that step, finding the inspiration piece. It seems like you're using ruby red, navy blue, and those are really the two that I'm seeing unless you want to consider the wall paint your other color, which is like that steely navy. Now, the one thing that's bothering me about this particular color palette is I don't tend to put red and blue together because they have strong connotations of Americana or 4th of July. And sometimes color palettes that have too strong a connotation, like green and red or orange and black, uh, it can just be very limiting and can make the room a theme room without even trying, which is not always a desired effect. Here, if you really are only using baby blue, navy blue, and red, then it does feel kind of themey 4th of July E. I would rather see you pop this with, say, a yellow, even though that gets into primary color land, um, or something else just to diversify it a bit more. Now, in terms of what you need to do to give this space a little bit more life, you definitely need to define the different zones with area rugs. I would put a nice large area rug under the dining table and a nice large area rug under the seating area in the living space. The other thing that I would do right away is, you know, the fireplace is a natural focal point in this space. And the artwork above it right now, you have three small-ish art pieces, photographs it looks like of your family that are above the fireplace, but it's really not a powerful visual moment. I'd rather see one thing that's a little bit larger. I could even see a circular shape here um, because the width of the mantle is visually approximately the same height as the space above the mantle which is essentially creating a square for me, a square of negative space. So I could see a beautiful round mirror there. Now you're saying, Betsy, what am I going to do with these beautiful family photos? What I might do is arrange them in a configuration behind the dining table, maybe adding a few more because they're 
going to feel a little lost and small on that wall, but say you turned it into kind of a larger gallery wall moment with, you know, I do like an odd number when we're using these pieces. So maybe with four additional pieces, making it seven, uh, that could be really cool behind the dining table and still put the family in an area of prominence. The other thing that I would consider is right now you have drapes only on the slider, but next to the slider you have this sort of bay window moment that appears to have blinds but no drapes at all. It's really bugging me that the windows and the slider are so close together on the same wall but are not treated at all the same way. I would consider putting drapes on each of the windows in that bay window area And when you do hang your drapes, you want to make sure that they brush the floor. Right now, the ones on the slider are looking a little like high water pants with that unsightly four-inch gap between the bottom of the drape and the top of the flooring. The other thing is that your rod has come out past the brackets. So this happens a lot when people hang a rod but forget to tighten the rod on the brackets. So as you're pulling the drapes back and forth, the rod kind of, because it's an extension rod and can be several sizes, grows and grows and grows and gets larger and starts to encroach on the adjacent wall space and just looks sloppy and ill-fitting. All you have to do is there's typically a little screw on the bracket that will then hold the rod in place. So as you're moving the drapes back and forth, it will no longer do that. I also think that when you're switching out these panels, because you're going to be adding more panels and longer panels, do ones with grommets. The tiebacks are not my favorite look. Tiebacks can look dated. They can look sloppy. They can look uh, purely functional rather than beautiful and decorative. They have to be done just right. And here, unfortunately, they are not. Jade, don't write me if you don't want my real feelings because I will give it to you. The other thing I think you need to do is make your chandelier more of a moment. Right now, it's a little small for the dining area and it's way too high. A light fixture above a dining table should be 30 to 36 inches from the top of the table to the bottom of the fixture. And right now, this is five feet from the bottom of the fixture to the top of the table. Unacceptable. Also, it should be centered on the table and I'm not quite convinced that it is in this particular image. The other issue that I'm seeing is that the ceiling fan in the family area is brass, but the chandelier above the dining area is silver. We definitely want to get on the same page with our metal finishes. I don't mind that the rod on the slider is black because you can mix a dark metal finish with a silver or a gold, but you cannot mix silver and gold, or as I call them, cool and warm metals. So you need to pick a lane, and I think you have already picked the warm metals with the frames on your family pictures. So now just continue that with the finish of the chandelier because you need a new one anyway, and you will be on your way. So Jade, I know it sounds like a lot of work, but it will be worth it because the architecture is so beautiful and because Austin is hot, hot, hot right now. And I'm not talking temperature, even though I'm sure that's the case. I'm talking real estate market. So get this place looking snazzy so you can live in high style or you can sell it for a high price. All right, everyone. It's been great talking to you again this week. Uh, Stay well, stay cool. Enjoy these last gasps of summer. 
and I will be back talking to you again soon. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.